the biggest thing about this is the the change in performance to cost that we're now getting with these new cards. Um, that was the biggest bombshell that they I yeah. think they dropped. Like performance definitely was a plus to listen to, and it was very cool, and everything they showed was cool. But I expected these to be way more expensive. Welcome to the Emergent Gamer Podcast. This is your host, Lock and Key, here for episode 266. And I'm here with the best group of guys. I have Mr. Neo Aoshi. Hey, how you doing? I got Mr. Felix Hergood. Yo, it's Felix Hergood. Wow. <laughs> yes. Bring in the energy. <laughs> yes, it is. And then uh, we got Trip Zero. What's going on, Trip? What's up, guys? How you doing? How's everybody doing? Good man, good. chill. I like how how fast Felix said his name. I was impressed by the, his yeah, mouth. He speed. usually he usually um he's usually pretty slow on the draw. I was channeling one. some pro wrestling, you know, thinking thinking of mm-hmm. my days, you know. He's usually like deer in headlights, so that was definitely <laughs> different. Did you say channeling your days as a pro wrestler? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, just, no, just playing no pro wrestling. I missed that back. No, just, just playing pro wrestling on Nintendo. <laughs> oh, god, gotcha. Nice. His dude. wrestling backstory is like that um, David Arquette uh, wrestling movie from the from the nineties. Yeah. What was um, Ready to Rumble called? Ready to Rumble. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That, but I remember that. Take, take out David Arquette and put in Felix Hergood. Hell yeah! Wow. That's a movie I would see. <laughs> hundred percent. Um, so I wasn't on, I wasn't on last week. So how's everybody doing? What's been uh, what's been going on for you guys? Anything oh, you know, exciting? Much. I mean, can't, was, can't say uh, anything crazy. It's pretty crazy it week, cool. man. It was a crazy week. Crazy week for you, Felix. Do you yeah. want, do you want to talk about Chadwick Boseman? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sad, man. Like, it is. I noticed your background. Your background on Twitch is is Mr. Mr. Bozeman. Yeah, uh, I mean, you guys all know, but maybe people who are listening to the show are brand new or whatever. But I'm a I'm a I'm a massive Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe fan, and uh, so this was like I woke up to this news and I was like, and he's also only a year older than me, <laughs> so like that's even. Yeah, you, I mean, you're gonna get your colon checked. Uh yeah, yeah. So I already did it. Good. I did a. I did a. You could do a, a polyp screener. From home, <laughs> so I did. From home, yeah, Technology, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, obvi- obviously, the more th- thorough thing would be to go through and do a colonoscopy. But I'm, you know, I'm like 42, and my doc because it runs in the family. My doctor recommends that I do it at 45. Um, so right now, I'm just going to do screeners until I get to 45, and then do it. Mm. My mm. grand, my grandfather on my mom's side had it. So okay. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I was, I think I was online gaming. It was online. You and me, you and me were playing. Oh, yeah, we were playing. That's right. And you, you had my, saw it first. My phone like um, blew up with it, which yeah. is weird because I normally get those notifications too for 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 the news app and whatnot. But and I was, we were both in shock. Like it was, it was so out of nowhere, you know. Like it. <laughs> um, and then after that gaming session, I just spent the whole, you know, the next hour or so on Twitter just reading what everyone had to say, like all the, you know, positive things that yeah. came to light about like what he's done for 
the Black Society. Yeah, and all of his roles are like he played um, Robinson, the baseball player, Jackie yeah, Robinson. 40, Jackie 42, Robinson. 42 is an amazing movie. I didn't know that was him. He also yeah. also played Thurgood Marshall, and mm-hmm. he also played um, uh, James Brown in Get On Up. And don't forget a little small role of uh, King uh, T'Challa. Yeah. Of uh, and that was Honda. that yeah, was four that was four four. He started in four movies with, as that character. So right. Yeah. Damn, and he was sick the whole time throughout all of that since his first appearance. Yeah, I think Civil since 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 Civil War was in theaters, I think is what the timeline I saw. So right. maybe not. He might have still been feeling sick during Civil War, but I don't think he was diagnosed until Civil After. War was in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. I, I could I could uh, be wrong, thing, but I, I feel like I read that. I, the the biggest thing that was shocking to me was the fact that he kept it like him being sick so private. Like this was a it was a big shock because no one, I guess, nobody knew. Yeah, his family. I was just reading an article yeah. today that Kevin Feige, the architect of Marvel Cinematic Universe, didn't fucking know. I I can't imagine that man. Right, and I really and I, I, I said that myself uh, when I first heard. I was like, well, they must have known because they. I, I imagine they do health screenings per year because of their long contracts. Well, yeah, I mean to not to not get. I, yeah, I don't want to walk. I don't want to walk away from you know. Yeah. Us with with his loss, but like. It's a billions of dollars in in franchise. You, there's no way that you could just keep that a secret with with what you have going on. Like not with with that type of contract. So I would imagine they had to have known. But it's still, yes, it was still, I think, a shock for for everyone um, when, when think, it happened. You know, I think it's a uh, it's a testament to him and his dedication to not only his characters but also just bringing joy to people and making their lives better. Um, He's he never made it about himself. Like he never turned the spotlight on himself for what he was going through. It was always like, how can I make people better because of my existence? Like how can I be here to fulfill what I'm put here to do? You know, like visiting he visited St. Jude, yeah, you know, a children's cancer research hospital while having cancer himself. You know? I had I've just read so many stories about how he would treat people, uh, even like the people in the press corps in front of premieres when everyone is like, you know, there was a great thread on Twitter I read about, you know, the experience of being a press reporter, uh, how you get rushed past by celebrities because usually they're late or they're, or, you know, it's hot outside and they've already talked to a million people. And, and he was one of the people that would literally talk to every single person who was there, who wanted to ask him a question, you know, get a, a statement or something for whatever outlet they were working with. He was just talking to every single person and they were like, you know, I could tell that he was tired and, and hot and uncomfortable, but he was just there for everyone else. Other than himself, and that was just that's just who he yeah, was. I read I read that thread on Twitter too, um, and yeah, I mean the the stories are are endless. Like I, I even read like small ones from like when he did um, the um, events at commencement, when there were a bunch of students that like wanted to take pictures with him, and there was a thread from some girl that was like, he said no to me when I asked to take a picture, and. You know, he immediately turned around after he saw my disappointment and was like, all right, let's take a picture. And she showed the picture that they took together, you know, like that type of stuff of, I, you know, he didn't he didn't take for granted the position that he was in and the, the impact that he he had. Um, that Jimmy Fallon skit that came out shortly after Black Panther came out um, is a good testament to that. If you haven't seen the um, the Jimmy, the Tonight Show. Um, how, how did that mm-hmm. how did the sketch go? 
so it's not it's not a sketch it's a bit but uh, like so um they set it up where they had fans go in and they were talking to a black panther poster oh yeah 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 i saw that okay they were were supposed to be yeah yeah, they're supposed to be recording like and and talking as if they were talking to him and sharing how they felt and then he always would come out at the end or you know um to 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 see that um that's from years ago at this point right i think that came you know right after the, the movie came out but nonetheless the impact was profound um and uh yeah it's 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 a major loss you know um it, it truly is. And I, you know, it's, it's, it kind of sucks to see like what happens in, in our society with, with actors like this, that kind of fall out of the, the limelight. And then you realize all of the good that they've done <laughs> during the brief time that they were in the limelight. And it's like, you know, how do we take advantage? You know, how do we make sure that, that these people are, are constantly applauded for, for what they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it was it was pretty sad to see the way the internet like there were pictures of him while he was obviously deathly ill and people were like making fun of him on the internet because he looked so thin. Yeah, the, the, well, I mean, the original belief was that he was doing it for the the role in the Five Bloods. I think they, mm-hmm. they were saying like that that's what he was doing it for, and um, so there's all the speculation. But then there was also the haters out there in the world who was just who were just saying trash stuff about him, yeah. him losing weight. Um, yeah, that troll culture, man, that burns me up. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. Does, man. It's stupid. It's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Someone should do something about that. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty big problem to solve there. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough loss. You know, it, it really is. Um, yeah. So that, that happened this week. Yeah. It's, it's still, so that, yeah. Was, that was my Crazy. week. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring it all down guys. No, <laughs> no, no. That, that was good to bring it up. I think. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. it was on yeah. my mind and I didn't want to avoid talking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So I kind of, I yeah, kind of just, I kind of set a mine there for you guys to walk on, which was the picture. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I noticed it. It's all good. Well, um, as you guys are following me into battle. <laughs> <laughs> to, to to pivot pivot away a little bit, I didn't get to talk about it last week, but to to share some some brief stuff about what you know I've been playing. I I got into Fall Guys. I played some, nice. some Fall Guys. Is that fun? Um, it is a lot of fun, and it is. Well, I shouldn't say that it is as like a chaotic statement, fun. but what I was going to say is it is rage inducing. Hmm. I get so. Hmm mad when i lose like felix level of rage <laughs> i mean if you were to ask the guys that i was playing with probably yeah you could ask jay nimbus um nimbus was streaming so like there were people in his his stream and i i was yelling just literally screaming i was so <laughs> mad because it's just like they're they're the most simple of games and when you mess up or someone messes with you to to fuck up your run it is it is far more rage inducing than losing in a in a other multiplayer game and they're jelly beans <laughs> yeah. playing as a jelly bean and you're That's running really up, you're running up but you're doing like a obstacle course as a jelly bean where all you can do is dive and jump and somehow that's the most infuriating multiplayer experience i've ever had but it's a ton, it is a ton of fun it's it like we were talking about potentially doing like a discord night with that um, oh, I would we, love to. Where we would cycle people people in because right now you can only do like parties of four, I think. 
Um, but Man, like if they did through, private games with that, that would be, be so fantastic. great. It, it, yeah. it really channels the Mario uh, Mario Party vibes, you know. Like if you ever got into that, playing that with with your friends growing up with all oh, the different games. Yeah. That's all that it really is, right? It's just a different take on it. Is it um, cross-play or between console, PC? No, it is not. It uh, is not. So did you yeah. scoop it on PC or did you get it on? Because it is free or it was actually as of uh, yesterday, free on PSN. It was the game of August. So you could see Yeah, I have that. it on. I, I bought it on uh, PC. I have it on PS4. Yeah. I did yeah. a PS4 yeah. download as well. Uh, I have it. Mm. So who has it on PC? Me, Nimbus J, Andy, Jesum. Um, but it's like what? 20 bucks? It's 20 yeah it's a good get um good get. oh yeah, yeah for for what you get out of it you know even even if it's only a few play sessions like it's it's hilarious um mm-hmm. even if you're not raging it's still it's still funny as shit to see what happens in that game because the games are so so crazy um anything can happen anything anything can happen um that's really the only only new thing i've been playing but i wanted to mention it because i know it's been a topic of conversation in in, in gaming circles and on twitter with um with the Tim the Tapman saga, I don't know if you guys saw that on on Twitter. Yeah, I, um, I hopped in a stream to see him pull that off. That was, uh, like it's a w. Such a streaming event created out of his event. Nothing. It was a perfect like content storm. What did Tim the Tapman oh, yeah. do? So he he just he couldn't win. He just couldn't win, and he started tweeting about it. And then the developers got involved and started making fun of him. And it just like. It caught fire. everyone started making fun of him. Yeah, everyone started making fun of him. So everyone would tune into his streams to see if he would finally win a game. And he kept losing and he would rage every time he would lose. So there's tons of clips of him raging. And like, you know, it was just like this. It was this meme that was created all within like a span of 48 hours that lasted for like a week or so. I don't know how long it took him to finally get a, a W, but um, yeah, it was it was hilarious. After it's a while, like, he was just doing it on purpose see i didn't catch all of his streams but i i really don't think so because some of the things are just like him about to win and then like him getting knocked on a piece of geometry or someone messing with him and then and then losing and like him you know so i don't know it's it's and it was it was hilarious me- truly meanwhile dr lupo is the is the best fall guy player in the world because they fall guys twitter looked it up they looked up in their stats or whatever who who has the most wins? Who has the better best percentage? Turns out it's Doctor Lupo, and he's mm. just crushing it. Yeah, which is fascinating. Um, I watched uh, him and Gary Witta. Uh, Gary Witta hosts a show called Talk Guys, where he interviews people while playing Fall Guys. And he was with Doctor Lupo, and in that stream alone, Doctor Lupo got like five or six crown crown wins. That's so just, crazy to me. Just just doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, the, guy is, the guy's just really good at video games. Like he's, he's I mean, he really, really good at video games. I mean, he is. Yeah. But, it, and it's not like it's an easy thing to, to beat, right. Cause you're playing against a lot of other players. Um, Anything, random things could happen at any moment. Yeah. It's, you know, it's player, very player based too. Yeah. Getting, it's bombed, getting grabbed, getting hit by yeah. something. It's, which it's is, you know, it's part based. of part yeah. of it. So it's part just, of actually any battle Royale to a certain extent, you know, like right. ones with guns can be more skill based, but like you can still, drive next to a building that you have no idea someone's in and get blasted so there's still an yep. element of like luck skill versus luck. Yeah. Yeah. oh so you would are uh, i don't know anything about this game so this game is just another br that's so so it, it is and, yeah i mean it is a br in the sense that there are a certain number of players in the first game and then after the first game there's a certain number of players and then it, it dwindles down to where you win but it's not a br like you're thinking i mean yeah, you're not shooting a, 
you're not shooting guns well, and it's not like drop into a map and right so it's okay. like so you spawn in right and there's i forget the total number but let's say there's uh 60 people 60 jelly beans and it's always a ra- it's always a really a race to the finish line and there's just different obstacles to reach the finish line so the race starts and it'll be cut in half the first 30 people to get to the finish line and then you go to game two and game two is a different obstacle course oh, and there's 24 people that make it through this game and then so on and so on and it's so like on track um, it's just like track heats at like yeah a, but at the, the games o- are the pretty Olympics or at a sure event. yeah um and you know there's different there's different types of games like memory games and soccer course and soccer yeah it's it's mm. it's yeah um grab the tail it's yeah, it's fun, man. It really is. Mm-hmm. It, it's certainly it's certainly worth um, if you have if you know people that are playing it. It's worth picking it up and playing with another person. I, I would never play it by myself. I don't think, but um, yeah, it's been it was it was a fun time for sure. And I know Neo, you you had a an interesting stream recently, right? What was that? A couple of days I ago? I did. Yeah, it was Sunday. Um, over the weekend, me and like six friends. We hosted a, um, it was actually Rowan from our Discord, hosted a Star Wars Edge of the Empire tabletop RPG game. But uh, since we're all in different states and far away from each other, we did it over Discord and I streamed it. Um, mm. The whole thing, it, it was a great time. We all uh, picked our, cl- our characters with backstories and roles and uh, Rowan laid out an entire scenario for us to play through in this. Mm. Um, What's it, the, was, it was pretty sorry, cool. Repeat that. What's the role playing game called again? Edge of the Empire. Edge of the Empire. Got it. Yeah, um, and it. I mean, I played Pathfinder before, which is you know Dungeons and Dragons, um, but this had a whole twist to it where the dice were specific to Star Wars elements. Like you had to roll for initiative. Well, I'm, I'm sure this is all all connects to Pathfinder in some way, but like you have to roll for initiative. There are dark and light force rolls that can also affect things that happen. There are. Um, advantage roles that you get in combat and stuff um and it's it's fun because it's like it's like you were literally playing a turn-based rpg with a group of people except you are speaking your act no it's fine you're speaking your actions you're speaking what you want to use on your character sheet to uh to complete to complete it now is this this, go ahead lock sorry i was gonna say it's just this i've always wanted to try like a tabletop RPG experience, but I've always found them very hard to like enter into like, but this seems with the skin of star Wars over top of like the core mechanics, it seems like it might be like an easier thing to step into and, and play. What was, yeah. what is the typical length of a, of a, a session with this? So we actually completed the scenario on stream. I, th- I want to say it was about like four or five hours, four or five hours. Okay. Pretty right. much. Um, but thinking about what we did in that time frame, it didn't feel like that, but it takes long because you're going through everything. Every, everybody is doing individually, right? Everyone right, gets to, right. to do things, but pretty much all we did throughout, like, I can, I could tell you the entire synopsis of what, what happened, right? We were in a, we, we are running away from a random huts guards hide in a, we hide, we hid in a, a cantina. We left the cantina, went to a junkyard. We had to convince the junker to give us a part for a ship. We had to release the ship from an empire shackles, did that, went to the junkyard, escaped, had a fight on the ship with the captain. And that was the, that was the game. Like essentially like pretty, but like everything that we did in those moments, like made it feel a lot better because, or not better. Like 
it made it, it feel it felt more real because we were injecting personality and our own takes on the characters into it right so like right of course yeah overall it was a really fun experience plus we were just shooting shooting shit with like old friends these are guys i went to high school with like we were all we all go way back so it was like a really good time like even rowan like he was we all went to high school together um right but yeah it was like honestly tons of fun we're already planning the next one like they're already like getting ready to like actually write character backstories and stuff it's kind of funny what's up felix so neo did you have any experience with tabletop games before i've played a total of three path pathfinder games before my life one of those times i fell asleep while playing it so (laughs) interesting take that as you will (laughs) so this Um, this is not one of these like new like so they have these new hybrid um uh tabletop games where it's part board game part uh or you know raw tabletop game like dungeons and dragons the company t- uh uh wizards of the coast makes a whole line wait of, wizards of the coast does that i think they're Wiz- wizards of the coast is dungeons that's and Dragons. Ma- that's magic the gathering right yeah i think they were all bought out yeah oh okay all right yeah i'm pretty cool. sure wizards of the coast got popular with magic and then they bought TSR, which was well, yeah. Wizards of the Coast has a lot of the card games. Yeah, they're massive. No, Wizards but I, I think yeah, Wizards yeah, of the have, Coast have at one point Dragons, bought. Yeah, they mm. bought Dungeons and Dragons. But anyway, cool. so what they started coming out with probably about ten years ago, or maybe a little bit before that, was these tile-based um, uh, versions of uh, Dungeons and Dragons with trimmed-down rules, where you actually use like char- pre-cut characters that are a part of the world. And, you you know, obviously you can put your own character sheet to it and your own personality to it. Mm. But so were you playing with tile boards or anything? No. So it was over discord and, uh, Rowan essentially had the maps of the areas that we were in. Oh, I see. So I, I I had those on screen while we were all like, you could, you could see us on the side and then what we were looking at. And then we had our dice rolls in the corner so so you could see what everybody was rolling. So, so, so it is, it, it was old, like old school, super tabletop. Yeah. Old school. We we did, however, choose pre pre made character sheets. Like we used pre made characters. Oh, I got. We it. did not write our own characters. Like I guess you normally would. Yeah, right. right. Trip. Uh, to go back to Felix's point, um, th- you were asking like if it was a pre made, like uh, almost Dungeons and Dragons light experience he was playing, where like the board is there and the characters are there and they're but just kind of that's what they have whatever. now. That's like a yeah, thing. I was going to say it's, it is becoming very very popular. I have a um, like a, a board game system called Time Stories that I picked up to play with some friends a couple years ago, and uh, I will I'll drop a link in the chat for uh, for the stream for you guys as well. This cool. is like a um, you get like the board itself and you cover the board up in certain locations with like story packs. So like, say you play through one story, you pick up the next pack and you can use the same system you have to play this next concept or whatever. But it takes care of a lot of like the real, like intricate and grindy details you might expect from like a D and D campaign, especially for people that are, are, are used, not used to that thing or, you know, just don't have the desire to do that much work, you know, with yeah. paper and, and addition and stuff like this. So, like, yeah, it's very popular to kind of bridge the gap between all the work you'd have to do and create and just kind of hop into a more intense board game experience, yeah, which is pretty cool. Th- and it, this is, it also helps with the visual experience, too, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. This is different than what I'm referring to because I'm looking at, like, the game board and everything like that. That's, yeah. This is more board game than I think what I, I'm referring to. Although, mm-hmm. although it's you know, Neo referencing the fact that they were using maps is very similar because mm-hmm. like, you know, 
the tiles essentially uh, amount to being the dungeons, the rooms where right, you move. Right. The one that I really got into a, a few years ago that I think really nails this, and they do the hybrid really well, is Zombicide. Zombicide. Oh, yeah. I've, heard, I, Zombicide. I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, Zombicide is is basically like. Uh, you're in like one location, maybe a cavern or, or whatever, and you're just trying to survive. And what's really cool is it's it's very similar to video games. Like you roll for the turn of the enemies, and and your roll decides how many spawn. So yeah, the, you're just you're just doing the RNG for the video game, right? So the, the zombies just keep like spawning. You keep putting the figures on the board, yeah, and it just gets such, real yeah. nasty after a while. That's a statement that someone who's like mad old would be like, but that's what board games were. Like game video games are just computer board games exactly i was like <laughs> like a manual video game it's like, work I mean, like that. it doesn't work modern like rpgs are directly inspired by dungeons and dragons and and that system of the role like the random yes. rng yeah, that was random that was that comment yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i mean that's it's what great. i started on i played tabletop before i really like when we were young you guys were surprised i guess you guys were surprised when i started telling you on the show that i never really played like final fantasy like straight up role-playing games from the nintendo era and the super nintendo era i didn't play because i was playing the role-playing game that was at the table <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. what i did when i was in high school like i loved playing i was the dungeon master creating all of the stories and i loved doing it and i had a game that i ran in uh you know we i lived in a development growing up and, and there were four or five kids around my age who were in the neighborhood who came over every single day and got obsessed with the stories that i was like telling you know man i got crazy yeah. with it i got super crazy with it but yeah. yeah, but uh, Felix, in, in for our scenario, the maps were only there to assist us with just visually looking yeah. like, like we would be calling out locations like, oh, I'm going to hide behind the bar. And and like because now and now I know in my mind where it's located compared to where the enemies are like it just it just assisted with the, uh, you know, the picturing the environment. What, what I'm saying you could do is you could do one of these prepackaged hybrid TSR Dungeons and Dragons things in the future. I mean, obviously, you guys are doing like pathfinder right now pathfinder rules but like um but they they're very visual because they have literally like the board the tile boards represent the um the caverns or whatever that you're you're going through and somebody like the dm the guy who's running the show could have a camera on the board I, i think that's probably how they even do it when people are playing you know online digitally digitally mm-hmm. uh, uh you know apart s- apart role-playing essentially games. essentially like that's what my stream was yeah because on yeah. one side you could see visually what we were doing and the you know the dice roll other side you could see all but all you know all of our reactions and our faces and stuff that's cool um, that's really cool. over the weekend I, I also went to like uh you know like your hot game and hobby shop there was a uh, i was in a different location than my home area um but i did see a game there that was like build your own dungeons and play a a role-playing game like that and you could very expensive you could buy all these different mats and different like types of dungeons build your construct your own dungeon like you would is it like a like a warhammer thing with like little minifigures people paint and shit like that less elaborate more more like you could you have a bunch of like dungeon like hallways that you can construct walls and different side rooms and stuff okay. um and i guess you would play it like you would a board game move your pieces through it i didn't really look into the rules but you there are tons of expansions for it like you could expand it to be a massive mm-hmm you know, world or dungeon or whatever you want to do to, to play it. And I was like, wow, well, that's definitely a good evolution of that board game. Uh, right. For sure. Trip Zombicide is crazy like that. The people who intricately paint the characters you get for Zombicide oh, uh, 
Oh Dude, my I can imagine. God, it's ridiculous. I can imagine people going nuts for and it. And the the Zombicide developers and creators got into it and started creating figurines for these specialized characters that, you know, I actually bought a couple to go with Zombicide, mm-hmm. um, where they're designed to be, they come with paint. And well, I didn't buy the ones that come with paint, but you can buy them. They come with paint, specific paint. You can paint by numbers right. or you can paint it yourself, however you want to paint it. And you should see these people created these elaborate looks for the characters just by using different color on different parts of the actual figurine. Like mm-hmm. it's nuts, man, how people get into that figure oh, painting stuff. Yeah. Um, they get real deep in it's cool stuff though. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that was that. That was what I've been up to. Nice. That's cool. Neil. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to try it. I really, I really right. do. It's at some point. Um, it would be, it'd be cool cool night. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would never, I could never dedicate five hours to playing it, but bourbon um, and board games. Woo! I was about there to say, is, at- dude, at Rowan and be like, "Hey, man, I'm interested in this uh, Star Wars game." Yeah, but, but I would never, I could never dedicate that much time. We would need to do like sure. five play sessions. You know what I mean? I could. I, <laughs> the last time I sat down and did something for five hours unattended was two and a half never. years ago. Prior to, <laughs> You're like when? Did, when was my son born? <laughs> yeah, I, had to think, I had to think about it for a second. Um, yeah. So, but that that's cool, dude. That's cool. Um, yeah, we're kind of like, revisiting that. Um, do do we want to hit the do we want to hit the news the 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 big news point? I think it's time, baby. Hell yeah. Um, what were you gonna say, Felix? Oh no, I was just gonna say one thing that uh, I didn't even know was coming. That's coming out next week, and I'll talk about it next week. We don't have to talk about it now. But I had no idea that they were remaking Kingdoms of Amalur. The I'm so excited. I'm so excited about it. Actually. I love that game, dude. That's a great game. It's a great game. A good game. Is it? Yeah. Is it something? I, is it coming out on Switch? That would be great. I don't know. Um, I I've, I've never played it. I mean, it is. Um, it's it's a it's a really good, really good game. It gives you a lot um, of flexibility and choice, and like the, the decisions they made in it are just outstanding. I didn't even know you played that lock. Oh yeah. Yeah, it it is coming to Switch. Yeah, that, that, that'll be that'll be a good Switch game. Hell yeah! If it is, oh shit! Is. Um, um, Todd McFarlane helped design this Todd, game. Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. yeah, of Spawn, yeah. who created Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this, yeah. So the the little 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 history, in case anyone listening doesn't know. So Kurt, it's not on. It's not on. It's not on. Um, Switch. Kurt Schilling. The the Kurt Schilling is the former Phillies pitcher, right? Right. Um, you know, we're Philadelphia podcasts, so that's appropriate for anyone who's listening from Philly. So Kurt Schilling finished playing baseball and decided that he wanted to create a game company. I don't remember the name of it, but he created this development company. Thirty eight studios. Thirty eight studios. There it is. Thank you. So he created, I did not know that, dude. created the studio. He got Todd McFarlane to create all the art for this game and created this incredible role-playing game. And then immediately, like before the game had even been released, he, he bankrupt 38 studios. He did. Oh, <laughs> like wow. right, at, right. Like the game came out after they were already bankrupt, I think. Um, yeah. And- it, it's because it can't, it, it, it was purchased by THQ. Right, right. THQ bought the rights to to the game. Right. So yeah. they bought all the assets from him and did all that. 
That's great. Yeah, they have the they have the rights to the. Well, THQ is great. Now. I mean, they've been making Saint, Saints Rose game uh, a Saints Row game well, for years. Well, hang on. Yeah. That that is the past THQ. They went under as well. Oh, and really? they were reborn as THQ Nordic. Yeah. Nordic, yeah, yeah. That, which is mm-hmm. completely different people. Like completely, they just restart it and then rename their company THQ. But they're still bought a bunch of assets. The, yeah, so bunch, they're, they're still making the yeah. Saints Row games though. They they're responsible for like uh, 3, the third one and and I think yes, Saints Row 4. Uh, that's that's more Deep Silver I want to say. Uh, okay. Well, those uh, companies are all they all seem uh, to be working together. Volition. Yeah. Um, yeah, Volition yeah, and Deep Silver. Like, let's 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 save it cuz yeah, we're Yeah, I'll talk I'll talk about it next about, week. About, I wasn't trying yeah, yeah. to uh, derail it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll talk about it next week, but also no, derail. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> I'm joining in with you cuz I'm excited about it. Yeah. I think it's it's a great action RPG, so I'm I'm excited to talk more about it next week. But cool, dude. Uh, we want what we wanted to break down um, this evening was the the major announcement that just happened from Nvidia. Um if you're if you're not aware um, NVIDIA Fuck just released yeah. their, their 30 series um, graphics cards. Um, they did a, a little teaser um, and, and shared some info about um, their new graphics line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty big news for, for PC gaming as a whole um, with, with the release of their new cards or the planned release of their new cards. So we found out about the um, the RTX 3070, the RTX 3080, and the uh, RTX 3090 are the three cards that we learned about. Um, and the the 3070 and the 3080 is just an iteration of what we've been getting since the 10 series came out, right? Like I have a 1080 card in my in my um, my computer, but we've had 970s and 980s. Like this, they they do these iterations each year. Mm. Um, but the the, the biggest thing about this is the the change in performance to cost that we're now getting with these new cards. Um, that was the biggest bombshell that they, I yeah. think they dropped. Like performance definitely was a plus to listen to and it was very cool and everything they showed was cool. But I expected these to be way more expensive, way, way more expensive. Yeah. So the the um, and the, the the other thing with it is, is that. I think everyone was expecting the price to be far more expensive, but then they were also not expecting the cards to outbeat the top tier cards that are currently on the market. So currently the for a better car- for a better price. Yeah. Correct. So currently the yeah. the best graphics card you can put inside of your PC right now is a 2080 Ti. 2080 Ti, um the Ti series of the cards have always been the top of the line since at least the 980 Ti, right? Um, so it's been around for a while. This is usually released a, a few months after the graphics cards are announced, and it's always the top of the line that will get you the best gaming performance. The nine, uh, the the 2080 Ti currently, I think, costs about fourteen hundred dollars if you were to get get one right now. Um, what we just found out is that the the new series, the 3080, is going to be twice as good as the best graphics card that currently exists on the market and is going to be half the cost, um, which is absolutely absurd. <laughs> um, the, the, the launch price of the 3080 is going to be six ninety nine, um, which that is, che- that is about how much I paid for my 1080 
Which that is, is about how much I paid for my 980 Ti as well. Yeah, the, the 1080 launched for that same price. Right. Um, Which then soon got inflated because of uh, Bitcoin miners, but that's a whole right. other digression. Yep. Yeah. Do a whole episode about that that um, year. <laughs> so the, and that is, um, and to think about it, the RTX uh, 2080 Ti, um, the, the, the base, the non-aftermarket one where you start getting upgrades to, to coolers and whatnot from, from different companies uh, was the 1000 um, so it's $300 cheaper than the base model graphics card when the 2080 Ti was announced. But it's in some areas two times the performance of that card, which is absurd. Yeah, that's, that's the wildest part that it's literally, it's it's like it's double the card. It's double the power. You never get double the power for less money. Like on principle, mm-hmm. they would just charge more than that. They being, you know, nameless generic technology company bringing out a new product, you know? Everyone was shocked when oh, they dropped yeah. the $700 um, price point. And then they were like, but, you know, we do want to, to give you the best of the best. So and here, here's, here's, here's why. Here's, here's the, the why. Here's the 390, mm-hmm. right? So now we have the 390. And um, that is going to be $1,400 um, if you want to purchase a 390. Um, but the but this is like the equivalent thing, of like the, t- that's like the equivalent of like the Titan. Right. Correct. It's like the top, top like, of mm-hmm. the line. So it's yeah, 1499, yeah. excuse me. So 1500, um, which is a significant amount of money to invest in your build. Right. Um, sure. The, I'm pretty sure that was the, uh, almost the total cost of my current build. Um, but in, in any case, um, this, this graphics card is going to be able to produce 8k resolution. Um, it's going to uh, support 8K, 8K shadow play, meaning you will be able to record your gameplay uh, live at 8K resolution. Um, Sheesh. It's obviously got the latest HDMI, which would be HDMI 2.1. Um, and it's also going to fully support the other bombshell that they dropped, which is the change in architecture to the way that assets are loaded for PC gaming. Um, and this is going to lead us into our our talking point about console versus PC because this architecture is what consoles are touting as the big release, the big change in their hardware going into this um, next generation is the the insanely fast load times. And NVIDIA is essentially saying, we will be able to replicate that with our graphics card and we will be doing it at 8K resolution. Yeah, the performance would be even better. Like... Correct. Is what they're saying. You know, they're, um, so they will be able to live load assets the same way that the um, NVMe SSDs will be doing for consoles. Um, so for for that you know double cost of graphics card going from the 380 to the 390, two times the cost, um, you're getting the capability of 8K resolution. You're getting the capabilities of um, the shadow play at that, um, and then just how games will be able to handle like how a current generation game will be able to run on that type of card like think about cyberpunk max settings all that hair detail like how, right. how incredible is that going to look it's gonna on be nuts card it's going to probably look as close to life as we will as we will probably get right right um, so it's it's insane. one one thing that a lot i don't know how many people or a lot of people don't realize is when consoles tout that they can do 4k gaming they aren't actually doing 4k gaming and on top of that they're making concessions whenever they do push to 4k for example lower frame rate um they upscale 
the resolution to 4K, but it is not true 4K rendering of what is happening on screen. I know. Usually, really, usually yeah. this is the case. I know it was yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That's why. It's, well, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a trick. It's like a, I want to say it's called like checkerboard resolution scaling. It's, like a yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to go yeah. into the the technology because I don't think any of us know it as well enough. I certainly don't. Sure. But it's definitely like a trick of an eye. It's, well, a trick to the eye because your eye doesn't process you know certain like wavelengths of uh. Of pixels or color like the same reason why people use green screens to do digital effects because of the way that light is processed by your eye so they know that they can get away with like visual tricks and mm. and have a look nearly as good but not when you hold it up to like you know youtube video makers when right. they dive in and, and show you the actual resolution frame by frame but you can do it on a pc mm. you can easily yeah. do that on a pc from what it seems like from what they're touting in, in their presentation and what people are reporting that you'll actually get that performance and that quality of visual experience like at the mm-hmm. same time and you get the speed on top of it that goes with that right the, the loading times refreshing textures bringing all that in less pop in you know like all that stuff uh real-time lighting like the R- the rtx like real real rtx um which is which is just better reflections and real or like more real reflect reflections on on the surface of skin and surfaces in general now the other thing to note is um which is super important and also um it, to to note is that the 3090 is not the only card that takes advantage of the change in architecture for like instantaneous load times right like this is going to be on all of the 30 series cards mm-hmm. so even if you go with the 3080, which the ma- the vast, vast majority of, of people will probably do, and, and probably a lot of people will go with the 370 as well because of the lower price point, um, mm-hmm. you're still getting that capability. You're still getting the, the, the um, they're calling it, um, I, f- I forget the, the acronym, DLSS, which is Deep Learning, Deep Learning Super Sampling um, is, is what it is for it to instantaneous load the, the assets um so that's huge right you you know we're we're giving you this capability on all of our cards um you know they'll just do it do it differently and and i'm pretty sure that i was um when i was researching this that the the 3070 i think is still better than the current 2080 yeah there's an image right, or here or something um, something along those lines so it is um, it is faster than the 2080 ti and it's better it's it's faster than a 2080 Ti still. Well, even the, the, the Ti, right. which is crazy. Well, the third, the third. Well, well, we're talking about the 3080, or we're talking about the 3070. The 3070. So the 3070 is still faster than the 2080 Ti. Yeah, I actually posted a link in our in mm. our Twitch chat here. You can actually see it's still faster by a little bit than the 2080 Ti at what was it 400 or 500 dollars? 450. Right. Which is so, insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, because that's, you know, that's, what's that, a third of the cost? Um, yeah. So anybody, that, anybody that just pulled the trigger on a, on a 2080 Ti um, has to be hoping that it has, I mean, has some buyback program. Better return that. Yeah, I'm still kind of burned up, dude. I bought a 2080 a year ago for like 800 bucks, and now like, mm. damn, dude. See, I think I'm the thinking, other what thing if is, I just didn't? But this is where they get you, right? Because it's not like your performance with your 2080 is poor. No, there's it's it, it's I mean? an incredible card. It's an it's right. an amazing card. It can run RTX. It can do right. all these things. But like, I just get that FOMO. I'm like, oh, oh, I, I I need this thing now. Did you watch the marble demo of the thing bouncing around and and the light and the shadows and the guy's little paint room with his marble course? I need that. 
I need that on my computer right now. Obviously, take my seven hundred dollars, Nvidia. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, I get shit's it. fine. I get it. I do. Um, I'm I'm really happy. I'm at a point where I'm like, yes, now is a good time for me to pull oh, your trigger on these cards. Yeah, you're you're definitely there. My card is on that chart. It is a four point five percent or times increase of my card mm-hmm. at at a slightly higher price, but still, like that's amazing. Yeah, yours, yours is just underperforming my card, which is actually crazy. But you you did have a TI series card, right? So mm-hmm. um, those ones usually last for a while. So it would be a big leap for me in terms of performance as well if I were to pull the trigger on it. Um, you know, these are these are of course Nvidia's benchmarks, right? So we do have to take all of this with a grain of salt. We will have to see once this gets in the hands of um, some tech bloggers, um, some some real world cases where where it's actually running some games that we'll be able to see, you know, the actual performance of these. Um, but I think I think the the real question is is you know how does this affect gamers as a whole against you know what we've seen with with the consoles? There was a lot of hype surrounding consoles um, leading up to you know we're giving you better hardware, we're going to be giving you a better gaming experience, um, we're going to be reaching these new highs for for console hardware. Um, does this change anything when you can get a thirty seventy for for five hundred dollars that is almost certainly going to outperform graphically what um, a console is able to do. What are your guys' thoughts? Sure. Um, I think the answer to that is a hard yes, but that's crazy because for the first time in a lot of years, I felt like this year we were getting really, really close to consoles making a really solid case for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. at least from a perceptions standpoint, like a couple last week, we were like, okay, there's probably some some benefits investing in a PS5 or whatever the Xbox naming scheme is. I can't ever remember what letters they mean for this Series year. X. Uh, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Like, they're going to be a really cost effective way to get incredible performance for your games. So now there's like a benefit to buying this because computers are expensive. But now, uh, it's like they had this like they, they upped their their version of the story and then the computers came by and did the same thing. So like that difference in performance versus cost versus uh, gameplay experience, all of that is just the same now. Again, right. after these NVIDIA announcements, like you're still for a similar price going to get so much more performance by investing in a PC. If you're someone who wants to game like with that level of detail, realism, whatever the case may be, um, so yeah, I think they just they 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 pounded them back down to the even footing they were at before. Like we right. consoles are now exactly where we always thought consoles were. But they were like hold my, they were like hold my beer. Hold Especially my beer with the yeah, with the fast loading uh too. That was one of the bigger benefits that you could have this instantaneous loading off of your built-in SSD technology and now that's going to be a Windows feature that these cards can take advantage of. Now like but, uh, you still- but I mean PC PC gaming has already taken advantage of S- I mean not to the sense that they're talking about for the consoles but we've experienced SSDs for years at this point. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. yeah, sure. I mean we can definitely load things faster and that's that's mm-hmm. obviously a PC benefit, but they were touting some of the technology coming out as like this revolutionary ability for us as console developers to write software that talks to this hardware in a way no PC can to give you a loading experience that's custom yeah. to this hardware and that's why you should buy these consoles but then all of a sudden we find out oh no this is just kind of like a framework that people can take advantage of and as long as like it's well done 
on the graphics card side and on the windows side it's going to be a great experience yeah now, now like, it, just, it just looks like the next logical step in the evolution right, exactly right? and you're still going to have like yeah. a um a quote-unquote messier experience with a pc we all know windows sucks no one likes dealing with it and and that's <laughs> definitely a downside to it but i mean we're just right back to where we've always been just with even better right. specs. It, it is really interesting to think about it because, you know, even I, I was never going to buy a next gen console. Like there's, it, it's just not the cards for me anymore. But, um, I was also thinking like, wow, this is the first time in a long time that I've like wanted, like really wanted to invest in it because of all of the things that they were talking about. And, and it felt like the, the pendulum was starting to, to even out. Um, and, and the scale was starting to be even in terms of like what you were going to get in a, in a, in a console versus like NVIDIA just slapping them in the face saying you're out of your damn mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's, I think it's also great that this architecture exists because then it allows a developer, right? Because this is what we're really concerned about is the developer being able to just release a game and it worked the same way everywhere. Um, especially with Sony announcing that potentially they won't be doing exclusives and they'll be bringing, will be bringing games to the, to the PC yeah. eventually. Right? They literally said they want to do more PC Sony exclusives. Right. So mm-hmm. if you, if you get that, the, the same games that are loaded, loading instantaneously on my, on someone's PS five would hypothetically be doing the same exact thing on the PC side, right. With, with this type of card, um, yeah. which for a current PC gamer, means that that's almost like a no-brainer, right? Like, if I have the means to upgrade my card, this seems like the best decision versus just buying a console to take advantage of that tech. Um, I'm curious, Felix, um, Go ahead. From, from someone that uh, despises Windows and despises all things PC, like, when you hear you this really type of... You really think that? You really think I despise you, it you, all? We, I think we the know PC it. gaming experience. You don't, yeah. I, we don't think you like the experience as much, you know? I don't. So, so, I don't. I don't know. I can't accurately describe how I feel about the PC gaming experience because I haven't done that. Like I can't pass I, a, pass an opinion so, on on something I haven't done. That's fine. So <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that rabbit hole because it's not really important. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's irrelevant. But it's, so, it's fun. So I guess. I guess the yeah, it is fun. You're right. The question I have for you is like, as someone that I know you appreciate like high fidelity. I know you appreciate realism and those types of things as someone that's a console gamer strictly, right. Mm-hmm. When you hear some of these like technical specifications and things of like, you know, 8k resolution or, um, you know, getting a card that's probably going to be two times as powerful as, as the, the next gen gaming console for the same cost as the next gen gaming console. Like how did, how does how, like, what's your reaction to that? How do you feel about that type of announcement? Well, I mean, when it, like all of this kind of stuff, when it, like you guys get really giddy about it. You you get super excited about oh, this I'm, stuff. In um, my in my brain, I'm like this. I'm like ah. Yeah, Neo has been very excited since the announcement, and I appreciate. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah. I appreciate that, but for I don't want. Okay, obviously, I don't want something. I say all the time that I can't retro games. So clearly, sure. I like something that looks fresh and new. But I'm also somebody that really can be appeased by. But very little, I guess. I don't. I, I, it's it's weird. I I want something that looks good, but I don't want to have to like put a lot of work in. Like I'm the barrier to entry to all that you're talking about. Sure. Like like I'm the guy. If you can convince me 
that something became so much faster and more affordable enough to get me to go in on building a PC with it and then start playing my games, changing my whole world to like move in that direction, then they did a good job. But like the thing that's the barrier to entry for me is the random bullshit that is Windows. <laughs> like I don't loathe gaming on a PC. I just don't want Windows to be what makes it happen because it's fucked sure. up and it goes I bad think- too often. Yeah, but- I mean, I think that's that's still where that's still going to be a variable right and you know like like new graphics cards new graphics cards coming out it just goes back to the whole the whole concept of like me and and being analogous to well okay sorry not me but you guys being analogous to my father so my father can literally rip open the hood of a any kind of car uh, you know cars that predate all this computer technology but like any car that predates like serious computer technology, but that grip it open and pretty much figure out in five minutes how to turn it into a car that actually runs great, you know, mm-hmm. like, or runs with higher performance. And you guys are like that with your PCs. And I've always been, and to my father's chagrin, I've always been this fucking dope with cars where I don't really know how to open the hood. I don't even know what I'm looking at when I stare at the hood. Um, and it's the same. It's exactly the same thing. It's like, it would be like, my dad talking about horsepower in like some engine. You guys are talking about horsepower in your engine, and you're, you're going, right. "This is, is amazing." Talking about cuda cu- cores. We look, got like look at how much horsepower. Look at look how much horsepower we're getting for such an affordable price. My dad would be telling me that about this vehicle or car or whatever, and I'd go, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Like it's hard for me to visualize that. That's what what it comes down to. But if you guys tell me you're getting a more affordable price. Um, for something that you're building with with 8k power 8k capabilities and all that stuff then you know so you, so you mean to tell me that um 10,496 CUDA cores don't don't doesn't mean anything <laughs> don't do to it for you <laughs> I'm, I'm literally telling you it doesn't mean anything to me it literally means nothing to me doesn't mean anything to us either i promise you i feel like i was going to say Felix, i feel like we've been pretty good this episode with not getting too in the weeds with the uh with the tech like techie stuff like i think we've kept it no to, like, I, I didn't think you, you can were. load your game faster or like you can look at more pixels yeah i'm not like, accusing you guys of that i'm not yeah. saying no, that. no 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 not you, that you are you but i think like like the conversation has been more kind of generalistic you know yeah, about helpful. this kind of stuff yeah. so does it help you understand at all or, or make a decision if you're going to get into it this year no, well or okay my, still- dis- my disconnect with all of that shit is mm-hmm. what is how is it going to look like with a particular type of game I'm trying to play? Here's a great example. So I just started, I just got the remaster or remake, and I know this goes into a different like uh, rabbit hole, but like okay. I just got the remaster and I've been playing the remasters of Arkham, uh, uh, the Arkham game, the Arkham Asylum, and then uh, uh, I'm going to play City, right? Mm-hmm. I still can't see a difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I know that's not the same thing, but I, it, I think you need to actually see what it looks like to play those games on a modern on modern hardware on a PC. Well, I was I was having, I was having a conversation with somebody recently about how the tel- how you tell the difference between a television that's not 4K and a television that's 4K, and I said the way you tell a difference is stand next to a television that not that isn't 4K right, and a television exactly. that is 4K, and then you can tell, and that's it's the kind of visual I, visual lesson I need in order to be able to see I, it. I, I, pr- sure. I promise you, the moment you play Batman Arkham City. 
an old for a game from like 2010 2011 or whatever and you play it on like my pc which is a more modern computer at 1440p above 60 frames per second because that game can most definitely run like that right now you will see how smoother the animations look and how how crisp the visuals and smoke effects. Yeah, once, you, uh, once you get that, you'll be addicted, right, look. Neo? Right, Neo? I'll be yeah, addicted. and then you're like, wow, I, I need to buy the next graphics card. I need Just to put upgrade in my, my RAM. I need to, yeah. Put it in you know my veins, I mean? man. Just get it. I think, yeah, I think like the the interesting thing that this does for, for Microsoft and, and what I would really, um, the, the first statement that I would say is, is like there's... It, with this type of announcement, I see no reason for anyone to buy a Xbox console. Truly, um, I, I, yeah. right. Um, besides the fact that they have the best online service presence, still, I, I don't care if if you think PlayStation has grown; it's still nowhere as good as. And Xbox it just Live. updated; it got amazing. Dude. Um, it just updated. however, it was which so which I would say that dealing with which is crazy because like Windows is ass in comparison to like the Xbox UI and dealing with like their their mobile operating system um so i would be curious to see if they shift that right does does windows shift itself a little bit um to where it simplifies itself down um to be more of a gaming platform system or is there another os build specifically for you know um where it uses the same underlying infrastructure but makes it more friendly for for someone like felix or someone that's a console gamer so that would be interesting to see if windows makes that move one day like a steam um, big picture mode kind of yeah something where like you know it's it's super simple the ui is not like a start menu and you don't have well, to worry about control panel and fucking drive drivers it's, it's like it's yeah. it, you know it, it has that that ui built over it well, to it's make easier it. than it was years ago Oh, yeah. it certainly is. It's yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I guess my initial point was with this announcement and with with Xbox's services with Play Anywhere and there's no exclusivity between Windows 10 and and an and a Xbox. It almost seems silly to not invest your time and a little bit of extra money for a total build in a PC to get insane performance increases, right? Um, an argument can be had about PlayStation and their exclusives. Um, that's what I was. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Right. Um, well, like, and maybe not. Like, maybe not with them with their latest. You know, like we're looking into PCs being. I mean, I would wait to hear announcements, but sure, you know that they're going to want to sell heart the hardware first to get those games to people on that hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, like even before last week, before Nvidia's announcement this week. Um, I was always in the camp that I like my PC as the main place where I'll play things. My PS4 was my exclusive machine. Like, that's where I play my Uncharted, my Ghost of Tsushima, my, my Last of Us, right? Um, and a Switch is just a, an even, like, a bonus component of that. I get to take a lot of these games on the go. Um, but my PC is always the place where, if I can, I will play a game on that, on that platform. Right. Um, it just, just straight up. And this week solidified like me even saying, well, maybe now I'll just hold off on the PlayStation 5, wait a little bit, because I know I have a PC ready to go for Cyberpunk and all these other games coming out, right? Right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Because like, um, unless, unless a game is going to perform so much better on a PlayStation 5 and you own a PS4, um, it just doesn't seem like there's a need to, to upgrade, Right. Like if you're strictly a console gamer, I would understand making the leap in generation. Right. If you absolutely will never build a PC, but like for you, Neo, it, it, it almost seems like you could take that money and reinvest in your build or reinvest that money somewhere else. Unless 
the performance is so great that it's like, okay, well, well this, there's value in this increase. But if your PS4 is still running and still looks good, it's like, why, yeah. why am I making the generational leap? Well, um, well, now with the announcement of this cards, I have a plan for my 980 Ti. I built a second computer this month, so right. it's it's going in that. I will now have like a portable gaming machine slash streaming machine. Um, right. Got that all set up this week. I'm very excited to use that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, well, also another another example of I know, I know we're jumping. Around, I'm going to be jumping around here, but like another example of concessions that consoles need to make for these graphics. They have modes in like the PS4 Pro, and I'm going to guess the PS5 as well. I uh, just for the sake of argument um they have uh, a performance mode and a visual upgrade mode right like you have to pick do you want the visual upgrade or do you want to run it at a higher frame rate and, and it to right. run better mm-hmm. which which shows me that these consoles are still making concessions right in in some way uh that pcs don't necessarily have to do right i mean you could you you have a f- a finer ability to tweak things to keep the visual fidelity high still, but maybe turn down some effects that you might not notice as much to be able to yeah, you can increase in frames, right? Really dial in your experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have like NVIDIA that essentially tells you, okay, you want to play this at 1440 at 60 frames. Here's what your card can run, right? They have GeForce experience, which will essentially tell you what your card's capable of running in game. Um, and it will set those graphics for you in game without you having to fine tune it, which is a nice, which is a nice add on. Um, so yeah, until, until a console is able to be that granular and that specific, um, I, I would agree. I think there will be concessions, right? I think, you know, and, and maybe all of this means nothing to, to, to the, the Felix gamers of the world, right? Um, <laughs> but I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. No, no. I mean, I think there's an argument to be had that it doesn't mean as much um, from from your perspective. But yeah, I, you just want to turn it on it to it's play all, your it's, game. It's also not going to mean so, anything. You, you know, it, but but Locke, it's not also not going to mean anything to the you know the the mother or the father of a kid who like yeah who has you know a kid like me who had zero aspirations to build their own computer but yeah it, but, but it might but it might because but yeah but also pre-built computers really weren't a thing right you couldn't go to um a site and get a pre-built machine at an affordable cost during those times right now you can go to um, you know, all these different websites and get a build and someone will build it for you and it will ship to your house. And yeah, you pay a little bit of a premium for that. But like my cousin got a, a PC built specifically for Fortnite. He didn't get an Xbox. He got a PC built for Fortnite. So there's like websites where you could get yeah. like a whole build. Yeah. And then you build like, it. Yeah. Like a, but, a lot but, of, yeah. but you have to one, build yeah. it for a certain game. So, so they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll say like, okay, what games do you want to play? You select your games and they'll be like, okay, what what resolution do you feel like you want to play this at? And what frames are you trying to reach? Um, and then they'll be like, okay, spit it out. Here's your build. And you'll hit buy and then it ships and it shows up and you plug it in and you use it. Now you plug it in and you use windows, but you're not, you're not doing, you know, you're not doing what, what trip did or what Neo did or what I did, which is, you know, well, let, let me tell you if, Amazon, I, if I ever do it, that's how I'm doing it, baby. <laughs> you wouldn't need to, dude. You can literally drive up the road and do a very similar thing, which is go and buy all the parts yourself and then experience building it with help from people. Yeah, here. literally anyone probably yeah. in this chat could yeah, help you out. Gotta, gotta work. There's a, but yeah. speaking of uh, of that 
building your own kind of like PC system, like made to order on the internet, CyberPower PC was someone who was looking to find their kind of niche in the streaming space on Twitch, on, you know, content creation, and then found that they really liked building PCs and making content around the actual building process. And now they have an entire site that's, that's absolutely massive. They have so much success. You can order custom things for whatever you'd like. And their site looks like a store. Like if you go to CyberPower PC, it looks like, like a literal actual storefront. They've just gotten so big and so powerful. But it's someone who just was like looking to make their, their online content niche. And yeah. they were like, I like building this shit. So that's who you want. So you need to help you, Felix. <laughs> Specifically yeah, them. There's one that actually is, um, there's a company that started in my hometown, um, believe it or not, which is, which is actually crazy. Um, cause my hometown is like this small little suburb where nothing actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just created like, they do the same thing. They do builds for, for, for desktops and they've just created the, what they call the turbo, which is the smallest possible form factor you can put with putting a, a full size graphics card in there and keeping it cool. Um, you know, so like, and you just, you click buy and it shows up and you plug it in and that's, and that's it. Right. Because there's, yep. a, there's clearly a market for that. Right. Cause uh, Felix exists probably in yeah. hundreds of thousands of them. Right. Yeah, I feel like the people that would game on a PC if they didn't have to build it um, is massive, you know, and like, yeah. it's a huge barrier having to put it together. If you want good performance. Right. Rest and, in I, and, theme boxes. and I do, I do agree with what we were talking about earlier, which was, if Felix, you were whenever we're, we're past the, the threat of catching a deadly virus. Um, if you were to, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid. Of you, that. If you were to see, um, <laughs> you know, like I have the Arkham trilogy. I got it free. I got it for free in the Epic game store because, you know, it's the other cool thing that you get over here is free games as well. Just like you do with, with, uh, the consoles now. Um, <laughs> Thank you, if you. If you see what it's actually like in reality, right? Like, playing it at 1440p like neo was saying and seeing it at 60 frames per second and and really dialing in the graphics you know it it is very different and you're like oh okay well maybe sitting at my desk is not the worst idea to game and maybe dealing with the driver updates every once in a while is not the worst thing in the world that's that's how it starts thousand percent i I literally brought bought a monitor recently that can do the 1440 Oh shit! Oh, yeah, that's right. For the possibility of me doing this, so I'm already kind of there, but I'm not. You're what closer you? than you were, man. A couple months I mean, ago, that's for sure. You still have you have a you have a good graphics card. Yeah, you don't have you're not you're not running like some you know seven series uh, graphics card, right? But no. um, you know, I think they're experiencing it at like one of our places so you could see what it looks like and, and test drive it i think i think would help after these cards come out right these cards are going to come out they're going to be super constrained um you know like the, the global market is wholeheartedly affected by this like the manufacturing process for this is absolutely going to be affected um so getting your hands on one of these initially may be tough um and typically you don't buy nvidia's version you buy you know msi version or a mm-hmm something i'm kind of i'm kind of digging uh nvidia's stock cooler i mean it it. looks it looks beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. but you you typically get a little bit of a boost in performance if you buy an aftermarket one but that's Mm -hmm. neither here nor there um so you know there's there's going to be some time before we we get our hands on these um but uh, i'm excited to see where the benchmarks come i'm excited to see you know how this shakes out in the industry i think ultimately for us as consumers it's 
it's a huge announcement. It, it truly is. Um, yeah. You pair this with a with a very cost effective CPU with with AMD, and it's like, man, game, good performance in, in a gaming PC just got a whole lot easier to obtain. Um, I'm getting wait. I got a little confused there. You said pair it with AMD. I thought they're competing against AMD. So, so they make CPUs. Yeah. Yeah. So AMD oh, makes oh. CPU, makes GPUs as well. Oh, I see. Uh, which are which are typically shit. Um, but their CPUs right now are are pretty incredible in terms of cost mm-hmm. versus performance. I see. Um, same thing we're talking about here. So um, that's good. That's the yeah, company I invested in. <laughs> It's a company I invested into, and I kicked myself in today that I didn't buy more. Um, yeah. I'd be sitting on a small fortune. No, I, I I just did. I just started investing in AMD. So, well, yeah, I bu- I bought shares when it was at twelve dollars a share. It's now at like ninety dollars a share. Boom! If I That's bought, where I'm at. If I would have bought more, oh, yeah. it would have been fantastic. But, yeah. um, well, look, yeah, look where like Nvidia you know. is. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, they're doing really well. Yeah. yeah. After that announcement, their stock shot straight up. Yeah, so I think you know, for me. Um, you know, I probably won't get one of these cards right away. I think I will most likely upgrade my CPU first. Um, I'll tell you how it is, Locke. And then, and then go the, the graphics card route after, only because I think in terms of where the need is for my build, it would be a CPU first, since I'm rocking that, that first-gen Ryzen CPU. It's time, mm. to, time to upgrade it. Love it. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see, see where this goes. Um, and Felix, you, you, if, just don't buy an Xbox. Buy a PlayStation. <laughs> I was just buying both of them. No, don't buy why? an Xbox. Why? I was listening. There's no reason. You already have a PC. I know. Put that money that you're going to buy an Xbox in and take all the year's worth of money that you're going to spend on Xbox Live and just put it in the new GPU. Got it. You can still buy you your can, PlayStation. You can still buy your Xbox games on, on your PC. Ultimately, that's that's the point, right? Those games are going to be showing up on both places. You know what? Do what you want, but I'm just saying. I'm gonna, <laughs> the verdict isn't in on what I'm doing yet. Okay. Like, All right. All right. Except All right. I definitely put myself on the pre-order list for both. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You probably did that before this announcement. So that's okay. I definitely did. Um, cool. Um, I think that brings us to the end. Um, so we'll. we'll yeah. We'll keep us. We'll keep everybody up to date on on some some news with this as it as it comes out. Like if we start to see some some actual benchmarks or or more. Um, but in the end, um, you know, I, I think we're all interested to see how this how this pans out with with next gen consoles coming out. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. Um, we appreciate everybody uh, hanging and uh, and listening to another episode. You can find me Lock and Key on Twitter at Lock underscore Key. Um, that will be the only place that you can find me. So follow me there um, and uh, see me yelling at people on the internet. Neo, where can we find you? You can find me at Neo underscore Yoshi on Twitter and twitch.tv slash Neo Ayoshi on Twitch. I got my new PC pretty much set up to stream. Um, So probably start tomorrow. Um, I was thinking either actually doing fall guys on PS4, maybe, or uh, trying some kind of, uh, just like a test stream, maybe some more Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, just, just like, just like Mister Trip. Trip, that's, what's up? That's me, man. Trip Zero uh, on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Trip Zero TV. Been doing uh, Breath of the Wild, like Neo mentioned, one hundred percenting the game. Um, 
though we're pretty much done the 100% run current. We're not finished it, finished it, but we're going to be putting on a hold. Um, we got a little special stream tomorrow with uh, Toplato doing City Skylines. And then uh, Tony Hawk comes out on Friday, which means my Monday stream is going to be Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remake. And we're going to play that for uh, X amount of time, question mark, until I finish it, beat it, whatever whatever metric we decide. Uh, but that's going to be Monday. That's Monday. Monday. Yep. So are you going to be playing with people? Or are you open to playing with other... Uh, I haven't thought about it at all, but the yes, I am open. Why I, ask I am very open. Because I have a four-day weekend because of the holiday. Ooh. So I am Ooh. off on Monday. Wow, dude. I'll definitely tear up a skate park or two with you. There might be there might be some time to to hop in and play some Tony Hawk, dude. Absolutely. That's that's absolutely that's man. Callback, dude. I'm so excited. That's the move. That. I'm very very excited. So yeah, that's uh that's what will be on my streams, and I stream Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern time. Mm. Felix, uh, yeah, Felix Hergood uh, on Twitter and Felix Hergood on Twitch. Um, uh, it looks like there's some light shining on the horizon because there possibly is an upcoming schedule change at my job, which would put me back on my schedule that I did for streaming Ooh. for a long time. So it looks like after the summer and the COVID and all that, that I might get a reprieve in my ability to like, like actually do the morning streams again. So that'll be fun. Nice. Um, uh, the come- summer of the COVID. And I'll come back with whatever games. I mean, the games that I just pre-ordered, I pre-ordered the the Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, which I'd like to play on stream at some point. And then I pre-ordered the Mafia uh, re-release because I never played the original Mafia game. Now, I had a lot of Mm. bad, really harsh words to say for Mafia 3 and Mafia 2. (laughs) You did. So I'm going to see if this this re-release of the new Mafia game, I'm giving them a third shot. Can you believe me? Um, Mm -hmm. Why would I I do that? I don't. I, I can't believe that. Um, but yeah, I'm giving them a third shot, and uh, I might end up streaming that when it comes out. So nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's it. Um, yeah. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, we will catch you guys next week. Later. See ya. See you, dudes. probably start recording that file (laughs) (laughs) so that we have the file to edit tonight all right we got the file